Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is a long-standing program here on Steelers Nation Radio, but one of the things you should know, you knuckleheads, is that we got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair on this program. It is up to you to find out the rest, though, and the best way to do so, to get involved with us on the Twitter.com. Get at us on X. We'll take your tweets at Wes Steeler at the Body 52. The Body. Arthur Motes, bye week Monday. Is this like... I always think, you know, when you when you work in, in NFL circles like we do, right, NFL media, NFL radio, uh, however, however you want to label it, I always feel like this is like the point in the season. You hear people who cover baseball. Mm-hmm. They always talk about the all-star game week in baseball and how, Ooh, and how difficult yeah. that is, Very right? True. Because you go from having six games a week to write about to all of a sudden nothing, nothing. for, yep. for a week. Stop. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of, you hear a lot of baseball people always complain about how that, like, that's the week they all take vacation because that's the hardest week to write or report or talk about anything because there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it's like post bye week, uh, here across the NFL. Normally we're reacting to a win. We're commiserating over a loss, something of that nature. Although all we do is take W's here, right? So, all we do is win, win, so no, win no matter what. But it is a Monday post bye week here on the Blitz. We'll get into your reaction. You got any questions for us? You got any thoughts? We'll talk a little AFC North roundup here. Maybe we'll begin to do some looking ahead to L.A. and those Rams who are looking like a, uh, a formidable opponent, certainly over the last few weeks in their body of work. I mean, technically, we are the Pittsburgh Steelers, so isn't everybody a formidable opponent right now? Well, it's a five-star matchup because we're in it, cousin. No, I just didn't like how your tone was about to make it sound like we could look down on any team. You well, saw what happened when we did that versus Houston. That's we, the truth. We, zero. Out, we, that's not, the truth. Not another time this season do we ever need to start any convo with a sounding as if we want to look down on anybody. Every matchup is highly formidable. Every matchup will be highly competitive until proven otherwise. Indeed. And you know what? That's just kind of the nature of the beast you know most that's of the time. The, yeah, in the football league. Yeah. Your Buffalo Bills had to grind one out last exactly. night. Exactly. It was beautiful, but it was weird. I felt like a cannibal because you obviously know Tyrod Taylor's from the 757. Correct. He's also a former Buffalo Bill. Correct. He was actually the first Bill to end the playoff drought. 
That's right. That took place right. for over two decades. Twenty years. Yeah. yeah, he was the guy. That's right. Brian Dable has been the main guy in terms of the development of Josh Allen. Home grown in Buffalo. These are our guys. A lot go, of their staff. You gotta go drive a stake <laughs> Listen, through their heart. A lot of their staff and some of their former players are all Buffalo Bill homegrown. So it was the weirdest vibe last night cheering and being like, yo, get them. But then at the same time, like, come on, Dable, come on, Tyrod. I know you got it in you. Come on, baby. Come on. But then it's like, no, 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 no. Y'all doing too good now. It's too close now. It was the weirdest vibe. But yes, ultimately they did win. And like you say, they don't ask how. They ask how many. It's that simple, baby. But Salute the moral victory for my guy Tyrod and, and Dable and company over there. They get a moral victory. A little, con- little confusing there at the uh, end of the first half, huh? What was I mean? What was going on with that one? Sometimes everybody went. No, and, and honestly, I'm glad you brought that up. So we talk about the check system, right? And we made a big ordeal about Kenny Pickett. Randy, Did he Randy, audible Randy. or not, right? Randy. And we had this big, almost civil divide of if Randy wasn't audible, then it looks great on Kenny, bad on Canada. If it was a check system, then it looks good on Kenny and Canada. Right. And we said, man, that's not a audible. That's a check. They have two plays called. You're looking at a specific look. You make the check. You size protection. Execute. Similar call last night with Tyrod. It's a check call. Two calls. Alert is always run. Or the majority of the time in the NFL, when a dude taps his helmet with both fingers, alert, alert, they're checking to the run play. You look at the statistics on it. You look at the plays and you'll see exactly why we say what we say. Now, it's not saying left, right, inside, outside, but it is a heavy indicator that it is run. So when he checked it, a lot of us were looking like, bro, you better be scoring just because of the time limit. It's not that it was a bad check. The check itself was right because the box count. They got 13 personnel, three tight ends versus a down D lineman and an off-ball cover guy. So you feel good. But the problem is it's five seconds on the clock. So unless you're 100% <laughs> that it's going to score, you can't make that check. Right. And that was the big ordeal. But Is situ- that why Dable was so right, upset on the Right, because sideline. situationally, you just got to understand, look, yes, that might be the correct check, but the situation says it's not correct. And that's with a 10-year vet in terms of Tyrod. He's been doing this for a while. Long time, yep. Starter and backup before a while. So just to give you context on why it's certain things that we're even a little bit more hesitant to put on Kenny's plate – it's because there's a lot going on in the flow of a game that, hmm. as you can see, Tyrod still played a really good game. But situationally, just that lapse could have been the difference in the winning and losing the game. Because instead of you getting at least three points, you walk away with no points and look at how the game ended. Could have been very different. Absolutely. If they get a field goal in oh, that 100%. situation, it's very different if they get a touchdown in that situation. But those are some of the little situational things that when we talk about playing quarterback in the National Football League, I know everybody thinks it's easy because you play it on a video game or you go to the high schools and you see the kids do it. But this is the toughest position to play. Mentally, this is the toughest position you will ever play in the professional leagues what you have to know, what you have to depend on. The responsibility. Everything. There is no tougher position. So, at the same time, when we praise guys like Ben Rossberg, at the same time we praise your Patrick Mahomes, your Josh Allen's a company like that, to act as if anybody could just come in here and just do that within 17 games, you're really cheapening what those guys have done, the work they've had to put in to get to that level. Sure, that makes sense. I just thought last night was one of those moments where it's like, yo, you can just see – even with the proven guy. Tyrod's a former Pro Bowl quarterback. He's not no slouch. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. But it's like you can just see, even with that caliber player, how there's still things that even he misses on. 
So for Kenny at 17 starts, it's like, yeah, or 17 games, you're like, all right, we understand. Sure, sure. Once again, just in terms of context, time. 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 It's the one thing that uh, we don't like to afford as sports fans. But you're right. I like how you bring that back to the Steelers example as well, too. Look at you uh, breaking it all down. I just thought it was kind of fitting. That's all. No, it know. is. It absolutely is. That 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 makes a lot of sense. Um, it's. I mean, you're right. It, there, there's a reason why quarterbacks I hate it had are, to be my dog, though. If if we've been fully transparent, I hate I it was it. my dog, man. I know it. I was like, not Tyrod. Oh, not Tyrod. But it's a coaching point. But not Tyrod. My wife got it. She got the same lesson you just got. I, I shit. She's in bed like, damn, man. I ain't know all that. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And she's like, can you turn the light out? I'm trying yeah. to go to bed here. She, she, she was like, I, I appreciate that 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 education on the alert and the situation. Like, thanks. You're but, like, hey, and the but tower like, did it. But it's situationally, he's got to do. You know what I'm saying? But she's like, that's all good, but I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, all right, my bad. My bad, guys. That's, that's all good, honey. Thank I, you. I went but, and woke up my little man. was like, yo, G, come here. We're yeah, gonna, right, we're going to break right, this down. We're right? going to talk box count, okay? You now, brought out the telestrator. I had to let him know. All right, you see the numbers? Do you see why he made the check first? Okay, the check was not wrong, but why don't you make this check in this situation? Because situationally, this is not what you're looking for. Situational ball, man. It's all it's all about the situation you're yeah, in. Yeah, because football is like it has like its main parts, but situationally there are different sets of rules. Like you said, end of half, tight red zone, sure. far red zone, backed up. And if there's thirty like, those seconds all, left yeah. on the clock, that's, that's fine. A, that's a great call. You got time to get reset and spike the ball. Thirty and still seconds is a great call because number one, you're at the part of the field you're on. You don't have to worry about the receivers being thirty yards downfield. They're ten yards downfield. Everybody can get back. You got plenty of time to get the operation done. Five seconds. Nope. Five seconds, bro. No chance. You're you're lucky to get a call off with six seconds. <laughs> right. Like that's when we talk about yo, how many steps you can get, you be like, yo, six seconds, you pushing it, pushing it. Big time. Not to mention the dicey, I'm gonna run scramble the Ooh. play before. I'm like, yo, Tyrod, you play with fire. And ultimately he got burned. Yeah, ultimately they got burned. They got certainly burned. did. Yeah, well, that was uh an intriguing uh moment there on Sunday night football last night. Certainly. Uh I tell you what. Speaking of which, let's stay with the New Jersey teams. Thank you for that. How about those J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Huh? I told you, they're good, man. And couple, couple, and... couple NFC Giants taking their first, uh, taking their first L to some unexpected opponents and quarterbacks this Listen, this weekend. Y'all, everybody want to let the Jet, everybody want to let the Jets off the hook. No, the Jets are still Super Bowl favorites. Y'all not walking that back. I don't want to hear none of this. All because Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and then y'all tried to talk. About, oh, the Jets are done. Nope. Mm-mm. Remember, they got a championship team. They're just a quarterback away. And if I remember correctly, Zach Wilson was not. Top five, not top four, not top three, but I believe top two. He was oh, top two. Okay. And not one. Okay. So, with that being the case, why are you surprised? Huh? What, what surprised you? We knew they got an elite level defense. You seen in week one, you know they got an elite level team. That's been the talk since hard knocks. Hard knocks. Yeah. So, keep that same energy. We, not, we are not happy about y'all just winning one little game against the Eagles. Y'all got Super Bowl aspirations in New Jersey. Y'all told us all all season, all on hard knocks, so we're going to keep that same energy all season long. Not to be critical. Mm-mm. I'm just giving not them what, that there's, you this know, what any, they wanted. Not that there's any hard feelings between Moats and, the, they, Jer- this, and the New Jersey this Jets. This is what they wanted. This is what they wanted. So we're giving them exactly what they – y'all want to be on top. Y'all want to see what it feel like? Let's talk about it. Let's live it, okay? In Miami, <laughs> we see what y'all got just because y'all, y'all, you know, y'all running up on these other teams. Mm-hmm. How'd they get that one? Was it, was it, they 4-1, they right? Huh. They are four and one. Oh, that's weird. They are, Where'd that or, one come? That's weird. Where'd that one come from? Four and one or five and one? 
Oh, excuse me, five, five one. one. Five, five one. one. Yeah, sorry. Five where, one. Where'd yeah. I want to come from again? <laughs> That's crazy. Where'd I want from again? <laughs> ah, I tell you what, Dave. Interesting. Of you course, don't say. Uh, the Rams with a uh, a pretty decisive victory against the Cardinals. Of course, the Steelers' upcoming opponent. I tell uh, you what, they're three and three now. All of a sudden, shout looking out, a little bit shout better. Shout out the Dodson, man. Look. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Dotson. I, I think totally it was all right out there, bro. We got to do this again. <laughs> shout out to Dotson. We got to go on the road for a far road trip against a former <laughs> yeah. Steeler. You know, against Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, old Bobby Spillane train Come out on, there man. with the Rangers. Missed the two picks on the season, Spillane train. Let's go. That? Let's go. And then, speaking of picks, down in Houston, hey. Steven Nelson. What? Oh, Lord. Why'd you do that, speaking of Kendrick picks? And Kendrick Green. <laughs> you sick. I'm, I'm just. I'm I mean, because technically that's a double entendre. One got a pick and one was a pick. <laughs> you funny. It's good. <laughs> you, I didn't think about you that. You said right. it. You said it. I could have gone the other way. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, know. that's the double entendre. I like it. You gave me some bars. Double yeah. Entendre. Yeah, uh, Steven Nelson and Kendra Green. And then now a third long road trip. Let's go to another former pick. And. <laughs> Six nine six nine six nine. You know what's funny? Actually, now that I'm thinking about this, all the long—I mean, I use air quotes, right? The long road trips this season. Technically, you're not using air quotes. Technically, you're like hugging yourself. Now you're piecing me out. I'm doing the Richard Nixon, the double, the double piece signs. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was air quotes. Yeah, there we go. There long we go. road trips. Now you're talking to me. There might be a couple of former Steelers uh, on that Seahawks roster as well, too. Uh, former linebacker who was a first-round pick. Former corner who was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, when the Steelers got to go far on the road this season, Mm-mm-mm. they've got some familiar faces. And yes, Dotson, one of those, that Rams offense starting to come to life. Matthew Stafford, not dead yet, like many people wrote you him off last year. Stafford from love. That defense, Aaron Donald and the kids, that'd be a really good band name, wouldn't it? That'd be like Ooh. a good, like, like a good, like indie band. Respect. You know, like you'd see them playing at like one of those dive bars in yeah. Austin, Texas. It's Aaron Donald and the kids. And the kids. All right. And then Aaron Donald comes out and he's just strutting up and down the stage, mm-hmm. front man style, like he's Freddie Mercury with a bunch of you know a bunch of kids on the drums and the guitar. With, and with, the, with regulation, the regulation size teeth though. Yes, regulation. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, Aaron Donald looked really good against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, you know, the first week or two of the season, you're watching the Rams and you're thinking, okay, maybe that trip isn't as daunting as we thought it was going to be. Well, don't look now, but they're playing us some pretty good football out there in La La Land. Well, obviously. Talk plenty about that as we roll along, maybe today and and, and certainly throughout the course of the week. Uh, Let's do a little AFC North recap on the other side, though. Let's take a little bit more of a look. Uh, You know, when you're on your bye week, you just kind of root for, uh, you know, the teams in your division to lose, I think. And I like that. Even though though I always hear this, you know, camaraderie about the division. It's, it's like a yeah, Big 12 thing. Yeah, spare me on that. I've, I've seen, this, this ain't the SEC, cousin. Just, I'm just letting you know. This I, ain't the, I ran into SEC, some Big cousin. 12 supporters, and they were saying, Who? I forgot their names, but it was at, it was on the weekend. I was with the guys. Shout, shout out to the guys, first you off. Lying. Shout out to the guys, first off. Shout out to the guys. You were out of Nimicolon? Yeah, man, with, 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 with Wolf. Big you know, time. With Wolf, the big timers, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. company, the crew. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it, it was some Big 12 supporters out there, and, and they root conference. I that's, don't what, root conference. that's what I was told. No, they, that's an SEC. They said big, we, that's we an like, SEC and a big they said, 10 thing. As long as we S-E-C. bring it home, that's all that matters. S-E-C. They said we want to have the power S-E-C. conference. That's how it was S-E-C. described to me. I was a little bit surprised by that, but I was like, all right, if that's, you know, y'all energy, I get it, I suppose. I dislike all y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's funny, though. I've have heard fans be like, yeah, I would. Well, the AFC North to do well. Yeah, it's the best division like, in football. And it's I don't no, give a rip about no. any of that. I hope, I hope all the other teams 
are or, terrible in our division, and we're the best team oh, by, by a thousand. and two ties. Yes. I hope they all tie each other. Yes. Oh, and whatever it would be. Oh, and 13 and Seriously. four or whatever it would be. You all just tie each other and lose every other game. Uh, you want the teams in your division to lose during the bye week. That's kind of the one thing you can keep an eye on. Well, unfortunately, all three won in kind of in different facets, in different yeah. ways, some more impressive than others, <laughs> certainly. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into all that when we return on the other side. We'll do a little AFC North Roundup, take a look at the standings, what that means for the Steelers, all that good stuff. You know where to get at us if you want to tweet the show, at Wes Steeler, at the Body 52 That's where you can get involved. Maybe we'll open up the phone lines here in the second hour as well, too. So be on alert. He is Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR and 970 ESPN. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good point made here by uh, our longtime P1 Rod Dalla on the Shout Twitter. Shout out to Rod. On the Twitter.com. Don't forget, line, about, baby. don't forget about Akella Witherspoon out in Seattle oh, as yeah, well, too. yeah, yeah. We do got another one. Yeah, and Akella may play well. Motesy, what's with all these, all these Stellars, right? When they leave Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. why do they always go out west? I mean, is, is are the winters here really that bad that everyone's like, yeah, screw this, I'm going out? Although in Seattle, I guess the weather isn't right. known for being like, great Yeah, they're kind of rainy over there, bro. <laughs> Seattle's like, everyone's like, yeah, it's just like Pittsburgh, except for it rains more. Uh, yeah, I'm like, it rains a lot here. Yeah, it does rain a lot yeah. here. It certainly does, without a doubt. Uh, but, you know, you, you had to take your time out in Arizona. It's a rite of passage, I think, for a, for a lot of a former Steelers. Well, it's called Pittsburgh West for a reason. So it certainly is. If you don't take the trip out to Pittsburgh West, are you really a stealer? All right. All right. Um, and once again, that interview is available. Yes, it is. Mr. Joey Porter. I love it. Shout out to him. If you want to see who ride in person, we ride. if you want to see Joey Porter giving you the who ride 2023 edition, you can see the interview. It's on the YouTube channel right now. Just type in the little Arthur interview with Joey Porter, baby. You can't miss it. Oh, wait. He went crazy in it. Wes, no, he went crazy in it, It was great. It, Motes and I were in he here went watching crazy it. In it's it. fantastic. It was uh, He had us in here a, who riding. It was a WWE moment yes, we, from we, PZ. Me, me and Wes were in here who riding in the studio. We were. Yeah, like some jabronis. Couldn't help ourselves. The most impressive part is PZ's just holding a mic, right? Yep. Like the crowd, the crowd, the Swear. crowd's not mic'd up or anything. You don't even see the crowd all the and way. And he's got the crowd so hyped, you can hear them clear as day, just clear. coming through his microphone. Yeah, it's, that's it's fantastic. <laughs> no, there are few people that get Steeler Nation going like Peasy. Oh, Peasy for a fact is what it was, man. That, that is for sure. Um, but yes, big shout out to uh, to Witherspoon as mm-hmm. well too. We got a bunch of former uh, Steelers on the docket. Speaking of former Steelers. Uh, Mike Hilton making plays Shout yesterday. Out money, Mike Hilton, had, a big, man. had a big interception there. I know, uh, man, Seattle kicking themselves after not finding a, a, a way to win that one. And what What's felt up with like, your boy, man? Yeah, your I mean, boy ain't have his, made some he bad have his decisions best game, at the man. end. He got no help from I mean, who? Don't seek comfort now. He I'm a $100 see, million dollar quarterback. Uh, he a $100 million you, dollar you, quarterback. You ready but, to holler about help? He a $100 million dollar quarterback, I'm man. I'll tell you what. 
It's hard. It's hard to throw uh-uh. the football when you got a half a second to. Bur- Man, y'all think Kenny Pickett uh-uh. under duress? Nope. My goodness. No. Nope. Although, nope. I was having PTSD because a couple times Gino did the Kenny thing, and he when did. he the had spin. a clean, when he, he had a reverse. clean pocket, yes. he rolled right into the pressure. So, and so, I'm like, no, I have to watch this enough already. Stop it. Now, Wes, I'm glad you brought it up because I was gonna bring him up as another example. Hundred million dollar quarterback, a guy that has come in as a well, he was a second round second pick. round pick. Yeah. Had an opportunity to start in New York, didn't really work out. Now he has another opportunity, has really, you know, taken this opportunity and ran with yeah. it. Comeback player of the, the year yeah. last year. Yeah. But even with Geno, comeback player of the year, $100 million quarterback, got his last team to the postseason. Even he makes mistakes. Even he escapes the pocket and reverses out the back door when he doesn't need to. And you're like, bro, stop it. Stop it. Just sit in there, climb the pocket. So once again, patience. 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 Gino has had how many starts, has played on how many teams, has had how many opportunities, and even with him at his best phase, still making these similar things that we're seeing Kenny make right now after 17 games, let's just Woosa. give him some Woosa. Give him some Woosa because I know that's going to be the thing coming out this bye week. Man, Kenny's ready now. It's the bye week. He's ready now. We got the vote of confidence with Canada. He's ready. He's ready. He's about to score 30. And it's like, listen <laughs> – Still going to be better. But for a fact, still going to make mistakes, okay, guys? Yes. Because those are two guys that I've told you. One is a $100 million guy. One is a pro bowler slash, you know, good quality starter. but decade, not Decade-long yeah. NFL Right, career. but not a franchise-caliber yeah. quarterback. So very different than the names that we always hear, right? Burrow, Allen, this stuff where it's like, okay, like yeah. Gold jacket, Those are guys. crazy type of dudes. Yeah. We're talking about just another tier of still good players. And even they are making the similar mistakes that Kenny is making at the 17 games. So, grace. Woosa. Time. Woosa. Uh, speaking of time, I mean, don't look now. Just bat the ball down? But the ba- like, would you stop, all right? I thought you was trying to rhyme. It's off the bye week. I thought you was trying to rhyme. I thought we was talking about college football. Go Dukes. At least somebody had a good weekend. This is true. Some of us might be on. I'm undefeated this weekend. Some of us might be on day four of. Yeah. Pulling their hair out. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, listen, don't look now. Don't, don't Still don't look. Uh, can I peek? But this team that everybody was so quick to write off, much like they were last year. Oh, I've seen this fish before. <sighs> don't they always do that? Joe Burrow's done. He's washed. Yeah, remember the Bengals were, what, what, one and two last year? One and three to start the season, and everyone was like, wow, uh, Super, Bowl, uh, Super Bowl trip was a fluke. Told you Joe Burrow ain't like that. Told you Joe Burrow ain't like that. And then they won, like, 12 of their next 14 games and found mm-hmm. themselves in the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. once again. There might have been some of that going on again this year. There might have been some of that, oh, the Bengals are done. The Bengals are finished. The Bengals are washed. They finally had to pay Joe Burrow. The rest of the roster's falling apart. Joe Burrow's hurt. Joe Burrow ain't the same. And I still don't think Joe Burrow is quite he's, – he's not back to being Joe Shiesty. He's getting more healthy, but he's not completely back. But don't look now again. Despite all that, they are 3-3, three and three, and they got their bye week coming up. They're 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 treading water. They're still at three and three. They're at five hundred. Everything's in front of them. They got their bye week coming up. Cincinnati Bengals all of a sudden quietly, real quiet, quiet as a church mouse. Arthur Motes so loud at three and three, which uh, yes has them in the bottom of the division, but has them right in striking distance as well too. The Browns, the Brownies, maybe. Who's their quarterback right now? Maybe the most surprising result of the weekend, P.J. Walker. Who? 
Who they quarterback? Who? What they got going on back P- there? PJ. PJ who? Who the quarterback? How'd that work? Arthur Motes, I mean, all they did was beat the 5-0, and the unbeatable, the bulletproof, the tsunami that is the San Francisco 49ers. And, okay, can we talk about this game real quick? A couple it, things man. in this game that I want to get into. I like when you want to do it. Let's do it. There was a Steeler fan sentiment that was getting thrown around in wake of that Niners performance on Sunday. I think I know what you're referring to as well. And I want to pick your brain, and I want to give you maybe the other side of the equation. I'm listening. And then you can tell me who's more right or who's more seeking comfort or just you can can use your decade of NFL experience to be judge and and jury So put me in the hot seat one time on a Monday. Let's do it. A lot of Steeler fans were running to their social media accounts mm-hmm. to scream, See? See? Look how Brock Purdy looks human as soon as Christian McCaffrey's out of the game. See? Told you he wasn't better than Kenny Pickett. See? I do know what you're referring to. Unfortunately, I do. Whereas, I was looking at it this way, Arthur Motes. I'm listening. Where are the same people that are screaming all the time about how Any quarterback could have succession. Kyle Shanahan's offense, it's all Kyle Shanahan. All he does is get guys open. If you put any quarterback in that offense, they'll be an all-pro. Well, guess what happened to Kyle Shanahan's offense the second Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel went out? What happened, man? They looked pretty darn human. So, half the population wants to blame it on Brock Purdy because they want to feel better about Kenny Pickett and some of the comparisons that have been made there. Where's all of you that have been telling me, could you imagine if we had Kyle Shanahan and not Matt Canada? Oh, my goodness. Uh, George Pickens would be running 30 yards open downfield all the time, and Najee Harris would be rushing for 1,700 yards. Isn't it amazing how not only Brock Purdy, but Kyle Shanahan's offense looks really pedestrian when you lose the two, and Trent Williams as well, too, the three most important ingredients of that offense. So who's more correct? Are we both right? Are we both wrong? Be 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 the judge for me here. Nah, you're right, but you know you're right, and we've talked about this. It doesn't matter if you're talking to me, if you're talking to guys that played in the '70s, or even the current team right now. They all have the same message because we've played this game. We've all said it's eighty percent player, twenty percent coaching. Period. It's always it. Fans lack the understanding of being a player, so they don't understand the detail of what goes into why an outcome is what it is. They might understand, like, at the surface level, but in terms of the intimate details to really help them understand, they lack that. And rightfully so. Y'all haven't committed to make the sacrifice that we've made for as long as we have to have lived this thing. So a product of that is what we call the seeking comfort thing, right? We don't want to feel left out. We don't want to feel less than. We want to feel like we know or at least are a part of it or informed in some way, shape, or form. So we gravitate to what the masses say. And if the masses are the ones that aren't informed and they just simply point and say, it's got to be on the coach because there's no way my player that I love can be playing bad. It has to be on this coach because the other guy we had was playing bad. It has to be on the coach. Everybody runs and gravitates to that because it feels better than to just say, yo, our guy is struggling right now. Our guy is young right now. Our guy is developing right now. Even though everybody said he was going to be the surefire man day one and all players, active and retired, said the same thing. Time, time, slow it down, patience. Now that reality is shown and not everybody's willing to come to grips with that. So it's a lot easier to just say, oh, it's on Mad Canada. 
and then everybody runs around with their pitchforks, like we in the Salem witch trials. Oh, yeah, 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 it's Matt Canada, it's Matt Canada. And now you got us as players, active and retired, looking at 90% of media and fans like, y'all are crazy. If y'all think that the coach has more of an outcome or is worth 50% of the outcome of what you see on Sundays. I know y'all have been conditioned to believe that the coach matters to that extent. But if we being real about it, you brought up the Kyle Shanahan F that. Have you seen Bill Belichick? It's so funny. I'm, that was just where I was getting ready to go. That's the one for me. It's like, that's the one. He's clearly shown it. That's viewed as the greatest coach of all time. The most winningest coach of all time. Won't leave no stone unturned, right? Whether he has to do it legally or kind of janky. <laughs> we know, right? So tell me, how is it that They're now all of a sudden... About to have their third losing season in four okay. years. <laughs> so you can't just give me this type of stuff and then pick and choose when we want to follow this narrative. And that's been my biggest issue with the Canada narrative since it started. It's like, man, we just take something and run with it for the sake of running with it. And it's a lot of misinformation surrounding it. But I understand that that is what the masses does. And hey, man, we ain't knocking it. But that's also what we say. If you want to hear, you know, a little more context, a little better understanding, you tune in to us. If you're interested in just the hot take or just the, yo, let's go rally cry, fire this guy, this ain't the station for you because we ain't going to give you that. If you want some, if you want your media man in the background hyping up, dancing in all the videos, don't come to death row. Mm -mm. You know how we roll over here, baby. But it is funny. Like, I, I understand the let's go after Brock Purdy because everyone has crowned him and they're telling us how much better he is than no, Kenny Pickett. No, no, no. And let's be real. The only reason why they want to go after Brock Purdy. Don't leave Kyle Shanahan no, out of that. No, Because the only reason why they want to go after Brock Purdy, if we're being real about it, is because they feel concerned that Brock Purdy is better than Kenny Pickett. Correct. And when Correct. that Absolutely. narrative Absolutely. started last year and it was justified because not only was he winning in regular season, but he did it in the postseason. Think about it. If any quarterback we saw do that in the postseason, we not about to sit here and say, oh, yeah, this dude's regular season weighs more than this dude's postseason. But Steeler Nation, that's what we went with. So that's why we've created this And not pers- just Steeler Nation, to but be A fair. lot of people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of people, But yeah. we've taken on the vendetta part of it. Correct. You know that. That's exactly yes. right. It's it, like personal to the, us. A, 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 a lot of, of yeah. card-carrying members in Steeler yeah. Nation are we have more personally skin in the upset game. about Brock Purdy. We yeah. have more skin yeah. in the game being that we took a first-round quarterback. So it doesn't matter if it's Malik Willis. It doesn't matter if it's Sam Howell. It doesn't matter if it's Matt Carroll. Desmond Matt Ritter. Carroll, Desmond Ritter. None of those guys matter because they weren't the first-rounder. didn't look very good yesterday. Right. But you get away with it because he wasn't a first-rounder. There's no expectations. Correct. Right. Not only was Kenny the first right. rounder, he was the only, he was the one, only picked. one So all the expectations yeah. say, yo, if you took a quarterback in this draft and we kind of viewed it as a down draft, and you mean to tell me the last quarterback in the draft could take their team further than this first guy, of course that's going to create this tension, that sense of, yo, hold on, man, we not bad, we not done, we didn't make a bad decision, and not saying that we did. But I feel like a lot of it stems from that. When it's like, yo, Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, is he in a great situation? Yes. When he has his pieces around him, of course he's going to play better. You don't think Kenny's going to look better when he gets Deontay Johnson, Pat Frymouth, and James Daniels back? 100%. 100%. But that's the part where we, we exactly try to, right. like, we'll overlook that part just to prove a point in a short-term argument. That's all it is. It's, I just, I want right. to win, I want to win the internet for right. today. I just want to win this moment, but it's like winning this moment makes you look crazy from a global perspective. You might win the battle, but right. you're looking crazy in the war. Absolutely. So it's like, <laughs> which one are you really trying to accomplish? But it's only being done because of 
like we talk about that lack of context, that lack of being able to fully understand why Purdy looks like how he looks, why Kenny looks like how he looks. What's the ask on both? What are the situations on both? But to try to minimize it to just this, oh, it's because we got Matt Canada. He has Kyle Shanahan. And like you just brought up to start bringing this thing back full circle, it doesn't matter who your coach is. If personnel is not available and execution is lacking, you could call whatever you want to call. That offense is going to look like how it looked. And we saw it. It is what it is. And also that Browns defense is pretty good. <laughs> but no, remember that Browns defense can't be good because they played against us and we tried to minimize the fact that, hey, that Browns defense is good. But remember many, the whole argument was how many points did our remember, offense score? But remember the whole day? argument was it's because Canada sucks. It's not because they're good. It's because we got mad Canada. That was the whole, you know, how they tried to spin it. But it's like, no, man. Gotta execute. Eighty percent players, twenty percent coaching. I was just laughing as I was watching all that all that reaction roll in and I was like, Hey, listen, you're allowed to think that way. But where's that same energy for Kyle Shanahan, the guy that you guys all tell me we could throw Nathan Peterman into that offense and he would be an all pro? Eh, maybe in the famous words of Lee Corso. Huh, not, not so, so fast, so my friend. Not so fast, my friend. Mugsy, Shout out to Corso. I wanted, uh, we got to recap the Ravens and what they had going on yesterday. Across the pond over there in jolly old London. You know, I didn't even at, realize. At the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I didn't even realize that game was being played in London. Like, cause I you had just like they started at nine thirty in the no, morning. No, I I was at an event. Yeah, so like I'm running around doing all type of stuff, like, and while I'm, I'm doing the Q and A, they got the screen up in the background. I'm like, dang, all right, it's the game. Oh, yeah. In my mind though, I'm not even thinking about what time it is. Yeah. yeah, totally forgot it was in London though, bro. London calling to the faraway town. I love London town, mate. Yeah, Ravens get a W. Uh, let's put a cap on the AFC North conversation when we return on the other side to close out the first hour. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here of the first hour of the Blitz. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Rick tweets us. What does SNR stand for again? Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, hey now. Rick tweets us and says, so you guys are saying that coaching doesn't really matter. The Steelers haven't had a 400-yard. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So now it's we're correct. about to do an no, absolute. <laughs> no one is saying that coaching doesn't matter. Rick, Rick, no offense, Rick, but you're doing an absolute, bro. Not once did we say coaching doesn't matter. 80% to 20%. Not 100% to 0%. Nothing in sports is all on one person 80% or one coach. To twenty percent, Moti. How did the how did the Mountaineers lose on Thursday night? It was coaching, man. 
<laughs> it had to be coaching because the coach was out hey. there and the coach knew that he should have knocked the ball down. But instead, the coach was on the field. And not only did he tell the players ahead of time to not knock the ball down, he was actually on the field not knocking now, see, the ball down. Now, see, you're actually right. You I was going with a lot of people are blaming Garrett Green, the quarterback, because nope. he ripped his helmet off uh-uh. after the touchdown. That no, gave no, no. Houston 15 because extra yards. The, the coach told him to take the helmet off. and he, The coach himself went down there and took the helmet off while it happened. But that's not it's not even all on him. In a course of a 60 minute game, nothing is on one player, nothing is on one coach. It is a collective not effort. Yet, and Rick adds the Steelers haven't had a 400 yard offensive game when everyone else in the NFL has had at least four. Is that all on the players? No, it's not all on the players. It's it. on everybody involved. Rick, we don't look for places to place blame exclusively. Just speaking from a player's perspective, right? When you try to single out one person like this, you create what we like to call the narrative, right? And with that narrative, it does have you misinformed or just have your passion misdirected. And what I mean is this. You're going to talk about the lack of 400-yard games, the lack of 30 points, I'm sure, as well. But my rebuttal always to that is, would you rather average 400 and score 30 and lose? Or would you like to be where we're currently at, where if you look at the sample size since Canada has been here, what has our record been? As awful as this is, right? As terrible as this is. 10 and 4 in their last 14 games. that, what is his overall record since he's been here? Are we winning or are we losing? We have been winning. So I get the passion. I do. I get the sexy statistics of 400 yards. I get it. But at the end of the day, what's more important, winning or style points? I love White Man Can't Jump, one of my favorite movies. Would you rather look good and lose or look bad and win? I'm sorry. I'd much rather look bad and win, baby. But I get the 400 yards because that's a look good part. That's a sexy statistic. We want to see 30 points, 400 yards. We want to see the ball in the air, and I'm with you on that. But you got to have a quarterback that is of that caliber to do that, i.e. Ben Roethlisberger when he was here. He did that. He's a first ballot Hall of Fame guy, though. With Kenny, we hope that he can develop into that. We hope that Kenny will continue to take steps in progress. But to act as if he's supposed to just be there, that's not the case. So, yes, 80% of it does lie on Kenny and the players because they have to go out there and execute it. You can call calls to the cows come home. Prime example, right? The check with me, Randy, Randy alert. Kenny makes the check, slides protection, throws a touchdown to George Pickens. We love it, right? The exact next play, two-point conversion. Look to the flat front side. Allen Robinson is wide open. Is that on Matt Canada? He called it. Great call, right? But could he go out there and throw that ball? Could he go out there and make that read? Could he go out there and execute that? Rick, you know we couldn't, baby. But we're going to act as if we don't see that part. And that's why I say... 80% 80% on player, 20% on coach. Because we love that touchdown pass. We was over here ready to give Kenny all the cra- all the praise for it, right? Fought with everybody to make it where it's both of these dudes. But once again, the exact next play, it's a dude wide open. It's schemed up perfectly. That's why I say it is more on player than coach. That's the whole purpose of it. And yep. any former player that you might talk to or any active player that you might talk to, they're going to have a very similar message. We're going to still have critiques for Matt Canada, and that's 100%. There are definitely areas oh, where he absolutely. can be improved. Coach Tomlin, Terrell Austin, et cetera. 
But to minimize the role of these players, that's the disconnect. Because as a player or a former player, we understand it doesn't matter. I don't care about the call. You know why? Because if I'm better than you, I'm going to win my one-on-one. If I'm winning my one-on-one, it don't matter what you're trying to scheme up because you can't beat me. This is my matchup. And typically in Pittsburgh, we like to have that type of mentality. We don't care about which means you got here, right? If you could play, you could play. We don't even care what you look like. If you could kick butt, we can kick butt. We talk about winning one-on-ones. That's the theme here. Because we understand if you can win your one-on-one consistently, the call does not matter. But now if you can't, then, yeah, the call does matter. And right now we're in that little bit of a, let's see, defensively, does the call like it really matters on defense? <laughs> does it? Like, let's be real about it. Can you tell Wes if we call a cover one, cover three, cover two, Tampa two, any of that, when TJ Highsmith are creating the havoc they've created? Does it really matter what the call is on the backside? It doesn't. But those are guys that are consistently winning one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. On offense, we don't have that just yet. And we're trying to develop it. But that's part of the conversation now internally. Do you switch from this philosophy that we've had under Coach Tomlin that our guys, our Jimmy and Joes, are better than your X's and O's? Defensively, we still have that. Offensively, we're trying to see if we do. Now, if we don't, now that's when you start having them changes of not just coordinator, but quarterback. Because we got to get back to having the guys that can consistently win one-on-ones. It can consistently come out there and show that they're better. Because that's what this game is. We get enamored with these coaches. We get enamored with these schemes. But it is really boiling down to when you're one-on-one. The teams that do that more consistently are the teams that have success. Win more games consistently. When we talk about the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. Does Travis Kelsey have this crazy schematic thing? To an extent, yes. But at the end of the day, it's what? He cooks a one-on-one. How many times have we seen Mahomes extend a play just waiting on Travis Kelsey to cook somebody? You know what a great ex- one on one, you know what bro? a great example of this is too? The tush push. The brotherly shove. Okay. Everybody in the bleeding world knows what the Eagles are about to do. Mm-hmm. Why can't they stop it? When you're one on one, baby. Because that offensive line and Jalen Hurts are too strong. When you're one on one. And it's not and, and we've seen now multiple teams have tried it. Some teams have been stopped by it though. Some teams have definitely been stopped by it. But that's my whole thing, man. It's just like we are getting to where we want to be, but it takes a lot of time when you don't have the already proven franchise quarterback. So if you don't have that guy, the odds of you averaging 400 yards, the odds of you scoring 30 points in this league are slim to none because of how difficult this league is. And a lot of those teams, you know, the Arizona Cardinals have had 400-yard 30-point games. So would you And then and then they go and score six the next week and, and throw seven interceptions. But I I'm mean, sh- but I'm sure at least they don't have to have the statistic of we haven't had at least one or two or three or four of those in the past however many games he wants to bring up. That's like I said, man, it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And we gotta go to break here. But again, to bring this back full circle. And it is all love, Rick, from the heart. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, we appreciate seriously. you guys. And we everyone, like, we've talked yeah. about this before. Fan is short for fanatic. Yeah, we we want yeah. you guys to have and share your opinions. Absolutely. absolutely man. Motsi, no one is no one is saying that Matt Canada is Bill Walsh. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying Kyle Shanahan was that guy. Oh, Wes, we could put you in that Niners offense and, and, mm-hmm. and you would look like an all pro. And look what happens when McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Trent Williams get banged up. And those are three guys that do what? Win one-on-ones. So when you don't have your guys that winning one-on-ones out there, it hurts you. 
We got some more tweets. We'll get to those in hour number two. I like this conversation. Listen, I thought this was going to be a shout out to Rick for this. I no, thought this was going to be Rick. a boring dead show today. And now we got some reaction. Now we got some participation. We'll get to that. We will talk a little Ravens as well, too, in the second hour. We got a recap. Show me the money from last week. Show me the money. A bunch to get into in hour number two. Don't you go anywhere. You're inside a suddenly electric factory on Steelers Nation Radio. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 